My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. Hello and welcome to the Spirit Diaries. This is Season 4, Episode 8, and we are getting into the adulthood of mediumship and spiritualness and all that fun goody stuff. Spiritualness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get started, I do want to say we got our very first patron and I am so thankful we both are. So that was really cool. I just want you to know that we had a celebration when we seen that and we have been inspired by you. And we are getting in some plans of stuff. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I obviously how this is going to work is I don't get to know anything. So it's been really hard for me watching Robert go through a lot of plans. And I can definitely tell you're up to something And it just makes me really nervous. But I I think I just want to say thank you to that patron because you really inspired us that, you know, we want to bring more content to you. We want to make this amazing. We want to continue to go on investigations. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to YouTube because that is where you are going to see this content. And we're really working towards some great stuff. Yeah. And if you want to get your hands on any uh, Spirit Diaries merch, go ahead and check out myspiritdiaries.com or over on Etsy. You can go to etsy.com slash shop slash spirit diaries and get some super cool swag and <laughs> <laughs> designs made You're not by a person Birdie. who's allowed to say swag. <laughs> I, I just decided I was. Just this one time. Well, and in our Etsy shop, we also now have white light candles that are hand dipped and 100% made of beeswax by yours truly. So I am excited to share those with people because that's something we make for ourselves and for our own protection. But we had a few extras on hand and I figured why not? Everything is going to go to supporting the podcast. So everything is going straight back into funding equipment, funding trips to go to certain places that I will learn about with you. (laughs) So yeah, Um, let's just jump into today's episode. Yeah, sounds good. So at this point, like I was saying last time, I really didn't want anything to do with it. There was demons and scary stuff. And I sort of agreed with the priest that I really shouldn't be aware But I also couldn't help but to be aware. And it was this huge struggle. And at this point, I was in college. I was sitting in lecture halls of a few hundred people. And my little mediumship antenna was on full blast. 
and I was just reading everyone unintentionally. It was like <laughs> those superhero movies where they can like read minds and like all the voices are in their head and they're like, Ugh. it was very similar to that, but with like spirits and I will not ever forget. I was in a math class and this girl in front of me, her mom was with her and I just kept seeing these like coach symbols um, and I getting this mom energy and the girl pulls up this bag that was in front of her feet. She was sitting a few rows in front of me and I'm trying not to look like a stalker. Obviously, I'm just like staring down this girl and she pulls out this coach bag and she looks at the girl next to her and she's like, this is the last thing my mom got me and then stands up and leaves the lecture hall. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I... I was freaked out because I still obviously did not believe that anything I was experiencing was more than maybe a psychotic break, very potentially hallucinations. So that freaked me out. And I actually left a lecture right after that because I didn't want to be in there anymore. I was weirded out. I was like, you know what? I'm good on math. I got a good grade right. in this class. Like I, don't, I didn't want to sit there and get more stuff. And Every single time I went to lecture, I was just bombarded with spiritual energy of all these kids around me. And it was intense. It was intense. And I couldn't even focus on what was happening anymore because they'd be drawing like an organic molecule on the projector or whatever. And then that molecule would turn into some weird sort of symbol. Right. That correlated to something that one of the spirits was saying to me. And it was just, it it was insane. I, I, I almost couldn't focus on schoolwork anymore because it was getting so intense. Which is insane because I feel like it was nonstop stress and go, go, go. So I couldn't imagine also having spiritual things surrounding you every second of the day while trying to be a productive full-time student and full-time employee paying your way through college. Yeah, it was a hard time of our lives financially and stress-wise. And on top of that, I genuinely just, I, I thought I was going crazy and I happened to work on campus and I worked right across from the, um, counseling center I don't know what if that was the name of it but it was where you could go for like free therapy on campus and I remember just looking into that office every day as I worked and just thinking should should I go tell somebody about this <laughs> and I I was always so scared to talk to someone because one I didn't want to get locked up in a hospital that was my biggest fear you said that a lot back then too like you didn't want to go talk to someone because you're like they're gonna think I'm insane and throw me in an asylum or something yeah I that was my biggest fear since I was a child um I think because my parents were so against me having any sort of actual ability I I was horrified and I didn't mention this when we were telling this story, but we were talking about this story the other day. I have an older brother who was watching X-Men and when he was watching the X-Men, there was that one scene and forgive me because I have not seen the whole movie, but um, there was one scene where all these kids were like in this like group home and there was a kid who could like bend a spoon 
and I my older brother obviously knew I had some weird spiritual stuff going on as a kid and I remember he was like you're a freak like that and he went into the kitchen and he grabbed the spoon and he put it in my hand and he's like I know you can bend this he's like you're one of them you're a mutant and it scared the out of me because I thought oh my god am am I a mutant like am I, one of these, like, is, are they going to come and take me from my family and put me in a group home? Like, is the FBI going to come one day and be like, oh, you can see, like, spiritual stuff. Now you're going to be, like, experimented on. It was so, I was so scared that something like that was going to happen. And even as an adult, it's like, now it's even more serious because you can't write it off as a kid making up imaginary friends. Right. It's now an adult who's on the verge of a psychotic break. And I think that's, I've talked about this on Twitter. It's really important to be aware of the line between mental health and spirituality and spirit communication because they're so close together. And one of the biggest parts, if you're a paranormal investigator or you're going to these places, is to really suss out, is this somebody who is experiencing a mental health problem? Or is this somebody who's actually having spiritual activity happen? Because they're so similar. Right, those lines are super blurred. Yeah, all the experiences are the same, you know? It could be hallucinations, hearing voices, all these things. And my one piece of advice for people out there who are unsure is to always get help. Don't be afraid to go into a place and to get validated information. Prove it to yourself that, you know, I'm not crazy. This information lines up and I had no way to know that. That's my saving grace every single time to realize there's something freaky going on here. Right. And sometimes that validation, validating information means that you're on the internet searching for any type of information you can to see if anything matches up to what you just seen. It's not always readily available. Right. I've seen you research for days before with something that you seen or that happened Mm -hmm. just to get clarification on what you were even experiencing. Yeah. And okay. So for example, like our investigation to Fort Loudoun, we, I, I got the name Mary Elizabeth while I was there. That was not on any website readily available. I went through family trees to figure out that she was the wife of whoever she was the wife of. Right. Um, it took a ton of research to dig deep because mediumship, you, you just don't get <laughs> what's on Wikipedia. You get, you know, the deep dark family secrets that was only logged maybe once or mentioned once in a diary entry from you know 200 years ago it's it's so dumb (laughs) the way it works and i i say that with frustration because it's hard to prove that this is this is legit it takes a lot of work and i give props to mediums who are able to find validating information every single time because the amount of research that goes behind these investigations or shows or even if you're having somebody personally come to you like is insane yeah and it's it's wading through the fact and the fiction what actually happened versus what people say happened in a specific place and i feel like that's super hard with this age of information it's just trying to get to the bottom of what is and what was speculation right there's a lot of speculation especially in the paranormal everybody wants to claim 
it's so-and-so haunting it without any real evidence. But to get back on track, um, on campus, I, in addition to starting to freak out during lectures, I started seeing spirits all the time around campus and there was one spirit that scared the living heck out of me. I was walking on an older section of campus and there was this woman on a bench by one of these lakes on campus and she was in a white dress and her hair was really dark and sort of wet and I looked out of the corner of my eye at her because I'm like, you know, it was an open campus. People came onto campus all the time, protesting right. stuff. You know, cr crazy people came, stood with micro microphones and megaphones and just yelled stuff at people. I mean, it was not uncommon to have somebody who looked out of place on campus. So I was just kind of keeping an eye on her out of the corner of my eye, just in case she was one of these people who's going to walk up and you know, tell me that the apocalypse is going to happen tomorrow. Right. Um, <laughs> because that, I, that's what I thought. I was like, you know, she's dressed up in costume. Like th this, this lady is about to come over and talk to me. And I'm looking at her and just something didn't feel right. She didn't feel right. I, I, the vibe was just all messed up. And I'm looking and looking and I start to slow down because I'm starting to think like, what am I seeing? Like, what should, and I started to feel the feeling like maybe I should go up and talk to her. Like, she seemed upset. It was strange. It's like, oh my God, is this a student who like needs help? Right. And I I just, <laughs> I'm the kind of person who's like, oh, do you need help? I'm always that person who. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, who checks on people. Maybe that's like the over, over empathetic side of me, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always that person who is like, hey, <laughs> but I I started to feel like maybe I should say something. So I started to slow down. I looked at her and her head turned and like snapped. and was like, like horror movie-esque. And her eyes were like wide and super dark. And she looked at me. And it was at that point I realized this woman is not alive. Right. And I started, I just ran. I didn't even care. I was like, I can look like a crazy person running. I just started to run to the car because I, I was like, Nope. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. And I came home and I told you, I was like, the craziest thing happened on campus today. It was like, I seen this woman. I was like, and she was wearing all white and she had dark hair and it looked kind of wet. And you I remember because <laughs> I was like, Oh, that sounds like, a lady in white and i remember you looked at me and you're like what the hell does that mean a lady in white right what do you mean a lady in white yeah and i mean i have always found this kind of stuff super interesting like i like the encyclopedic knowledge of different mythological creatures or different spiritual entities that exist and that is an archetype of a type of spirit and I mean, you gave the description <laughs> down to the T. I have full body chills right now. I like I, I I know it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe myself of how uninvolved in the paranormal world I was. I had never heard of a lady in white. I had never even known there was different types of spirits that all fit into categories. I didn't even know there's categories of spirits. I just thought there was ghosts. Right. You know, I, I didn't think there was 
entities or don't even get me started on cryptids. I'm still coping with that one. Yeah. Um, I just, that scared me. But you knew of the lady in white and you told me, listen, Bertie, you have to watch this show. It's called Supernatural. Right. And it is all about ghost hunting. And you're like one of the first episodes, they see a lady in white. And I didn't want to watch it because I hated paranormal shows. And I remember you were so adamant about it. We sat down and we watched the first episode. I think it was Bloody Mary, wasn't it? One of them. I don't remember which episode. And we all know if you guys have listened to this podcast, I don't I don't mess with Bloody Mary crap. Right. Um, and I... <laughs> You guys can hear that. It's one of our cats. If you want to see a picture of her face, go to Instagram. So it's at Instagram. We're at Spirit Diaries Podcast, and you will see pictures of our cats over there. So I thought Supernatural was a real paranormal right. show at first because their first season's really scary and really accurate. Yeah, it seemed like it was really well-researched for what they were looking up because I started doing research as well just to see how factual and how like basically if they were getting things right or exaggerating and a lot of the entities that they talked about were very similar to what you can find in lore yeah it it was spooky and i i was just i didn't want to watch supernatural i was like i'm not watching this show this is scary this is way too close to my real life right and i don't want to know and i was like you can watch it you can make your own research and if i tell you i see something and it's validating sure we'll leave it at that we are going to take a quick break for this episode's sponsor ohio hauntings and legends podcast Hello, kiddies. It is only me, your friendly gravekeeper. And welcome to the Ohio Hauntings and Legends podcast. We will be taking you to places you have never dreamt of. Hundreds, if not thousands of haunted and abandoned locations. We will visit with the paranormal of your nightmares. Try to understand the unexplained. We will hear some old-time ghost stories that were told around the campfires years ago. Ohio has 88 counties within our state, and virtually each one of those counties has a story to tell. Ohio's history is bloodstained throughout its history. There are legends to tell, tales that have gripped towns and cities across Ohio for centuries that have been told as true events. Many of the forthcoming episodes are real. Others may be hearsay or legend. It is your choice to believe or not. Dim the lights, grab the blanket, and get ready for fear to visit you. Oh my gosh, that scream gets me every single time I hear it. It just instantly puts me in a spooky mood. So if you all are looking for more scary, spooky content, don't forget to go over and give Ohio Hauntings and Legends podcast a listen. This episode is sponsored by Clark, Clark After, After Dark, Dark, a true crime podcast that focuses on true crime's deadliest couples. 
Clark After Dark is hosted by a hilarious husband and wife duo, Alan and Teresa Clark. Honestly, just their trailer had us both laughing. So go show (laughs) this new podcast some love and support while they fulfill your true crime needs. Their podcast is available on every major podcast player. So go listen to Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E, After Dark, with new episodes every Monday. So I was so scared about this lady in white and that it was actually a real thing. And I just tried to ignore it. And I frequently seen spirits around. Not all of them were scary. A lot of them were just, you know, normal looking people. But I started to realize they looked slightly different. And I started to get better at differentiating if it was real or not. And we started having this game between us of real or not real when I seen something because a lot of times in the beginning, it was really hard to tell if it was an actual spirit or if it was just like a person randomly standing in a field. Right. (laughs) So you would always ask me, you'd just be like, hey, real or not? And then you'd give me a description (laughs) and you'd be like, look over there. And I'd be like, not (laughs) (laughs) it's like drive a little faster (laughs) yeah yeah i mean there was those occasional times where it was like oh no that's just a weird person (laughs) yeah but i mean nine times out of ten it was (laughs) nine times out of ten it was just you seeing some sort of spirit or some sort of entity yeah and it freaked me out of how like spirits are everywhere so i started seeing this little boy and he originally was outside of our apartment complex he was standing in between the driver's side door of my car and another car parked next to me and i thought he was just the little boy who lived in our apartments and i felt bad that he was standing by the driver's side door because with as you get older as adults you know you have to be a little bit more careful with kids because they keep seeing you as scary danger adults you know right so i was kind of hoping he would move by the time i got over there and by the time i got over there he had been he had moved between the next set of cars and he was just standing there staring at me and that's typically a dead giveaway that they're a spirit right is if they just have this like unnatural eye contact with me and i don't know if it's like a you see me sort of thing because I know I start staring at them the same way (laughs) where like these two (laughs) entities who are both looking at each other like what the fuck is going on you know Um, so I don't know if it's I guess I look at them the same way I don't know if it's just like sussing each other out or whatever but he was clear as day he was wearing blue jeans he was in this red flannel shirt that was a button down And he was young, I would say like maybe third grade tops, but first to third grade, um, just a cute little boy. And he started following me around like campus. He would appear in lecture hall and I'd get up and leave. Right. And then if I seen him at work and leave my desk at work, like uh, I would just start seeing him everywhere. And I got that there was this like he kept showing me this like water symbol and I didn't know it was a water symbol but it was those like two squiggly lines on top of each other Mm -hmm. and I think I showed you and it was a water symbol and then he wasn't leaving me alone and I knew that I had done that like weird demon channel painting before and I was talking to you about it and I was like I wonder if I can figure out what he wants if I paint 
mm-hmm. and try to channel him. Because at this point, I felt like I have to do something because he's not leaving. Like, he's just hanging around by the car. He's always, he never came inside the apartment, but he was always outside the apartment and then he was at school. And it's like, you're all in this area. Let me figure out what the heck this is so you can leave. Like, maybe if I figure it out, he'll go away. And was he just staring at you or was he like trying to make contact or anything? No, he's just staring at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> not smiling, just a little straight face and like these big, wide brown eyes. Like, I still see this kid's face like in my head, clear as day. He was as real as a person. And not all spirits are that way. Sometimes it's just like an outline. Like, if you stare at a person for a while and then you look at like a white wall, you can sort of see an outline. Right. A lot of times spirits appear that way to me. Um, he was as clear as you and I were. Um, like, I guarantee you if I got close enough, I could probably see, like, pores on his face. Right. <laughs> um, so I ended up painting, and I painted this, like, river, and while I was painting, I got that he had drowned in this river that I felt like ran behind our apartment and I felt like his body was found there, but that he had traveled down the river quite a bit. Right. Um, we weren't sure at this point if there was a river back there. There was a bunch of lakes around, but we weren't sure if there was a river. Yeah, it was a giant nature preserve, so we weren't <laughs> super sure. Another all. nature preserve. Um, not the same one as last time, but I had gotten that, and then I got that he just wanted to talk to his mom. Right. And I didn't know what to do with that information. Like a little boy spirit's telling me to talk to his mom. What what do you do? Obviously, I can't just call up his mom who's probably mourning. But we decided to try and take what information I had. I knew what he was wearing. I knew what he looked like. I knew his race. I knew his haircut, his height. Like he was clear as day. I knew that his body was probably found right by our apartment within a mile. Right. And I knew he had traveled a bit. And you and I both got to research. Yeah, we started scouring for any news articles about any children drowning in the area. I think we went back like 10, 15, 20 years of just scanning for any type of information we could to find out who this little kid could be. Yeah, but based on his clothing, like blue jeans and a flannel shirt, he had like these little newer shoes on he felt new right and we had found that within the past three years Mm -hmm. there was a little boy sorry (laughs) like a little freaked out um there was a little boy and they showed his picture and it looked just like this little kid um he was out playing in the street um a few blocks north of where we lived Mm -hmm. When it was raining, he had gotten sucked down into a manhole and emptied out into the river. His body, he drowned and his body went through the river and they pulled him up right behind our apartment complex. Very close. And um, he was wearing the blue jeans and the red flannel shirt. Um, And there was a video of his mom who was incredibly distraught on the news and I knew at that point there was no way I could contact her. No, and I didn't blame you at all. That was a very rough and touchy subject and I don't think it would have <laughs> been a good idea at all. It's not my place. And I I 
I've said this before that I feel like if somebody comes to you for a reading, you are obligated to tell them what you get. Like you don't get to filter what they know and don't know because then you're like playing God almost. Like who are you to filter the information you're receiving for them? Like, but for people who don't come to you, like his mom didn't come to me. And because it was publicized a few years ago, I, I mean, I could be seen as a grief poacher, you know, right. uh, even though obviously I wouldn't ask for any money. I wouldn't ask for anything. I, I also didn't have information to give her. What was I going to do? Contact her and be like, hey, um, I see spirits and your dead son just says hi. He just right. wanted to let you know he's OK. Like that. I didn't have anything like validating right. because everything I had received was in this news article of this place that we didn't even live when we um when this happened right and it's like uh, she she doesn't know that she doesn't know that i wasn't just randomly scrolling through news archives looking for somebody grieving and play the whole medium card and then oh yeah but i'm just a poor college student and you know what fishing for money like i don't i did not want to appear that way i did not even want to convey that so i ended up telling this little boy like I found your mom. I know who you are. Like, if you're ready to move on, you know, I walked through the steps of how you could do that. And I was like, you know, I I know you're okay. I, I Your mom's going to know too. Like, you can go communicate that to her. Like, you don't have to tell me. Like, right. I Give know. Give her a sign. I know, but your mom knows too. Like, I'm sure she knows. And that's kind of how I left it is like, more counseling the spirit of like i'm sure she knows you're okay right like i'm glad you're okay thank you for coming to me like thanks for trusting me uh and then that was it that was the last time i seen him and sometimes i think that maybe spirits just want to tell you and i've i've found that with mediumship sometimes people just come to me and I will get how they died. And as soon as I research and find who this person is, that's it. They'll leave. And it's like, but they'll stay until I figure it out, which is annoying sometimes because it's like, if I can't figure it out right away or if there's not a news article on it. And a lot of these are just like lost people who I don't even think got news articles. Right. Especially, they just want their story known. Yeah. It's just a lot of it is it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. And that was, that was that. And after that experience, I kind of felt like I got to do something with this. I got to do something. Right. Like, it's not going away. It's getting worse. I just talked to a dead child. Like, what? (laughs) I have to do something. And I know that was one of your biggest struggles at the time was should you or should you not? Should you try to suppress it? Or should you do something with it? And uh, at that point, you were definitely leaning towards, I need to embrace this and figure out what's going on. Yeah, because, I mean, after that, I, I again, it's like, who am I to deny somebody their final, like, piece? If they have to say their final piece to me, if I'm, like, the last step of their moving on process is just to tell someone hey, I'm okay. Like, I don't know. And then it also scared me because it's like, if I shut this off, 
what is going to be standing next to me that I'm not going to realize? And I think that was a big motivator <laughs> for you too at the time. You're like, I'd rather see it than just assume that there's something surrounding me at all parts of the day. Well, it's scary. I mean, and so many people are unaware. Like that girl had no idea her mom was with her in the lecture hall. That like nobody was aware that this little boy standing in between the cars. Nobody's aware that this lady sitting on a bench on campus. Like nobody was aware that these spirits were there. And it's like, oh God, I, I don't know if I don't want to be aware. Like now that I know they're there, I don't know if I can be okay knowing they're not there because right. I'll always wonder is somebody there? And then I'm going to turn it back on again. <laughs> no, I completely understand. It's crazy. So we are going to leave that here today as the spirit activity continues to increase next time. And we will share some more stories then. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It is a crazy one. And I, man, that was a turning point in my life. Yeah, it definitely opened a lot of crazy doors. <laughs> well, because that little boy, just thinking back, that was my first really hardcore validated and proof experience since the man who committed suicide across the street from me as a little girl. Right. Like, and your house. Right. That was the third time I had been validated. And I mean, there was proof beyond proof. I mean, there was a picture of this little boy who looked exactly like the little boy I had seen. I mean, there was... There was no refusal. There was it. no, there was no doubt in my mind that it was him. And I mean, God, third time, it's the charm. <laughs> it's just like if if I had, I've been right. <laughs> I was right when I was a kid. I was right when I went over to your house, and I was right with this. And that was enough to make me go, all right. There's some. There's other people in this world who know how this works. There's got to be. I got to find my little X Men group. <laughs> time to find them. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening to The Spirit Diaries.